Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Because we have political breaking news as the, you know, the, the, the meeting with Nancy and then the House Democrats just got over and they had a discussion about impeachment. They then we, caucused. So we have the news. Now we've got the analysis with one of our, one of our favorite analysts. Indeed. We're going to caucus with Lon He Chen, the host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. Lon He is a David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution. He's also something behind Sean's head. <laughs> <laughs> Director of Domestic Policy Studies and Lecturer in the Public Policy Program at Stanford. Thank you for moving, Sean. Lon He, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing fine, guys. How are you? Good. It's always great to talk. So we were just playing Absolutely. a clip of playing a clip of Nancy and uh, AOC, not sounding like they were, you know, loaded for bear for impeachment. Certainly, while well, I'm sure it's certainly still on the table, they're not. We're not going there yet. But what I wanted to ask you about is, I keep hearing about the conventional wisdom that. Uh, impeaching Clinton hurt the Republicans, and so it would be a bad idea for the Democrats to do it for Trump. And I just feel like there's no conventional wisdom that matters anymore. I mean, everything's gotten thrown out the window in the last several years with the conventional wisdom. Do you still hold to the to the idea that it would obviously be a bad political move for the House to impeach Trump? Yeah, I you know, I think the reason why it is a bad political move is not because of the conventional wisdom, but but because of who Trump is and what Trump is able to do with the platforms he has. All right. It's not so much that impeachment in and of itself would be of great benefit to the Democrat would be of great benefit to the Republicans. It's just Trump would find a way to take all of that energy and redirect it. Um, you know, he, he's like one of those forces in, in the universe that absorbs that energy and then spews it out in an mm-hmm. opposite direction. And I just and I, and I see that this would be 
a very predictably bad outcome for the Democrats, which is why, by the way, Nancy Pelosi is the only thing holding that that team together right now. If it weren't for her and sort of the way that she's thinking about this, they would they would have been well down the road on impeachment already. And I think politically it would harm them going into the next election cycle. Well, well to your point, Lonhi, about taking energy and redirecting it, it is undeniable at this point. I don't care who you are and, and how you vote. That the narrative number one of why Trump is uh, illegitimate or should not be president was the whole Russian collusion thing. That turned out to be baseless. And so the president could easily say, all right, here's another effort to overturn right. election. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it, you know, it just it fits into the narrative that President Trump is is out there in, in part trying to uh, to continue, which is that. His opponents are willing to oppose him at all costs, even if that means overturning the will of the people, the will of the people who supported him. And and I do think that the other piece of this is that when some of these Democrats start to talk about impeachment, they they get this look in their eyes, this sort of crazed look almost. And and, and it, it doesn't serve their party well. I don't think that's what the American people want as an alternative. I don't think they want fire breathing opponents of the president who are willing to go to the mat to oppose him at all costs. I think they're will, they, they want someone who's willing to point out when he's wrong or point out areas where uh, he's not doing things well. But I don't think they want someone who opposes him at every turn. Well, for the crowd in the Democratic Party that does want impeachment, though, what is their thinking? Since they know they don't have the votes in the Senate, do they think they would change public opinion with the impeachment hearings somehow? Or I don't even understand what their strategy is. Well, there's two measures of thinking I've heard about. One is exactly your point, which is this would be a saga played out on television that surely something negative would come out of impeachment proceedings that would hurt the president. It would be a spectacle that would finally allow them to be at the same bandwidth as the president in terms of the getting of information out there and the propagation of information. So that's one theory. The, the, The other theory goes to energy for the Democratic base that because there are many in the Democratic Party primary base, the sort of dyed-in-the-wool Democratic Party activists who want this to happen, if the Democratic Party in Congress does not do this, they're going to suck the life out of the base and suck the energy out of the base and make them less motivated Mm. somehow to turn out to vote in 2020. I don't subscribe to that theory because I think the base, frankly, the Democratic base hates Trump so much, I don't care what the Democrats in Congress do or don't do. They're going to come out and vote against him. But, but there is this theory about political mobilization, which goes to the, ne- the necessity of firing up your base, which, by the way, is why Trump continues to talk about immigration and the issues that the Republican base cares about. I think in the same way that Democratic politicians are saying, look, we know our base cares about impeachment. That's why we're going to keep talking about it. Lon He Chen is host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. Yeah, I, I, I see your point. Although I think there still is some danger for the, the, the Democratic base in the same way that prior to Trump coming along, the energy in the Republican Party, I think, was really on the decline, partly because the Republicans uh, up and down the roster showed no interest in fiscal responsibility, which is one of the great uh, causes of the Republican base. And so, yeah, I guess you have to keep throwing them breadcrumbs, but it's just it, it seems idiotic to me, the idea of uh, impeaching him, especially now. It's mid-2019. We've got an election in uh, like an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the point about fiscal responsibility is really interesting because I think you're absolutely right 
that for many years that was a hallmark signature issue amongst Republicans in the Republican base. I'm not so sure anymore. You know, I, I don't know that Republican voters care nearly as much about the fiscal condition of the country and fiscal responsibility issues. Then you're going to make me cry. Did. You're going to make me cry. Lonnie. I know. I, it, you know, yeah, I've, I've been I've been crying for for years about this one. I mean, it's it's the reality, though, of of what federal spending does is that federal spending eventually sort of lures people in. And I think we've seen that happen uh, on on many, many issues. And certainly with the Republican base, uh, it, what's become clear with the polling over the years is that fiscal responsibility does not test nearly as well as it used to. And I have to wow. think it's because, uh, you know, people just don't care as so much So there's about no I mean, party. The there's, so, there's, like so there's no party for that anymore. Though. There's no constituency for wow. it. Wow. So no, just, I don't think so. Listen, think so. you're a political scientist. Is there any way there's a soft landing from this profligate spending? We're well over $22 trillion in debt now. Or will it be exorbitant taxes and a choked economy, the, the more doomsday-ish uh, scenarios that people and, like me are constantly And shouting? severe cuts to programs that people like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I really hope it doesn't go the way of higher taxes and, and choking off economic growth. By the way, one interesting thing to think about is this. The Social Security program, when the Social Security program trust fund runs out of money, which will happen here, you know, within the next few decades, when that happens, it's not just the wealthy who get their benefits cut. Every single beneficiary on Social Security will have to get their benefits cut by an equivalent amount. I don't care if you make $20,000 a year or you make $2 million a year. The reality is that entitlement cuts are coming, whether we like it or not. And that's why dealing with it now is the right answer. In terms of what it's going to take, it's going to take transformational leadership. I don't think it's something where, you know, we we, we can scare people into it because we've tried that. I don't think it's something where we can say, well, taxes are coming because, you know, we all know that's probably going to happen if a Democrat gets elected. I don't think people are really phased by that. It's got to take a leader who's willing to stand up as president, I think, and say, look, this is some, some, here's some medicine. You're going to have to have it. It doesn't taste great, but we need it to keep the country on track. And that's the only thing that I think is going to change this. And unfortunately, I don't see anybody out there who's willing to, to have that message. Well, Alon, he, if you're asking me to run, I accept your call. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am. But I, I am. would I would warn your oppo research guys. They're going to see some stuff that will shock them. Okay? <laughs> We're going to have to start spinning immediately. Well, it got it got no news coverage that Mitch McConnell got a bipartisan deal in the Senate to raise the debt ceiling and that whole thing. No fight on that whatsoever. That happened well, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the issue with the debt ceiling is is it's become it, it, for a while there was a real political hot potato. Remember back in two thousand ten, sure. two thousand eleven, during the fiscal fiscal cliff and the fiscal crisis. Now I think everybody has agreed that this is sort of mutually assured destruction if we don't raise the debt ceiling. So they've tried to depoliticize it. But at least it was a point of leverage for something. Not like they're just nobody cares anymore. No, I know. And and think back to when we had remember we had that Bull Simpson commission? Yes. Which was put together to to come up with ideas and they're like, Hey, here's some ideas that both sides are gonna hate. And I said, Wow, that's great. That's actually exactly what we need. We need ideas that both sides are gonna hate because that's the only way we solve this problem. And unfortunately, we've come really far from that. It's only been nine years, eight, eight or nine years since we had that commission. And I got to say, we are we are as far away from fiscal responsibility today as we've ever been. Wow. Well, that's fabulous. That is something. Ancient Rome calling. Ancient Rome calling. Uh, Lon He Chen is the host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. He's 
A big brain at the Hoover Institution, uh, director of domestic policy studies and lecturer at Stanford. Lonnie, always enlightening. We enjoy it very much. Thanks for the time. Hey, thank you, guys. And we'll have a link to Lonnie's podcast so you can find it quickly. Listen, you're tiring me out. You're like some guy who wants to rescind the Louisiana purchase. <laughs> your cause, your issue is so old and dumb. Nobody cares. I was just thinking we should stop talking about it. I mean, if nobody cares about <clears> it, <throat> talking about it is not good for uh, you know ratings or listenership either. Nobody, we're, we're the fat guy. The doctor told him, look, you keep eating like that, you're going to die. Whatever. I'm just going to keep eating <laughs> like this. But we're not that guy. We're the dietitian crying outside his window as he hammers down chocolate cake by the fistful. <laughs> we're saying, please, we love you. Mr. America, we don't want you to kill yourself. Stop it. So, you know, to drop my sarcasm for the moment, uh, and, and probably only for a moment, I just, I feel like we owe it to the kids. I mean, your kids are young. Right. I don't want them to young. grow up. And I'm going to drain the blood of the young and live forever, so this concerns me as well. They're going to wait, grow up the way Brits did whatever, like 70 years ago, where you just have to realize, oh, we're not going to be a dominant world power anymore. That's over. It's entirely possible. And and the cuts to the, there are going to be, you think, you know, you hear these sob stories now about America's poor food insecurity. They got cable TV and a jet ski. Well, it's going to be real <laughs> poor when all these benefits oh, yeah. are cut. Oh, yeah. And everybody's going to say, what happened? Yeah. I hope I'm around to yell at you. Getty. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.